1: Bray Wyatt has cut a prime 1 on Smackdown, as per usual, and I thought it was really good. I'll be honest, I didn't know what to lead with for Smackdown, because I thought it was an enjoyable episode. And that's about it. Yay! So we're going to talk about Bray Wyatt. Also, Sat's here! Yay! It's a three-person booth. Three-man booth. LIW, Smack- baby! Us free in the flesh! In,
2: in the flesh? In the flesh. Yeah. In the Fleish. Jo- in the Jody flesh? In the Jody flesh. The Jody flesh. Is it flesh or flesh? I never knew surnames. Flesh. Flesh. I knew it's flesh. Yeah. person reader here.
1: Mm. Uh, so the reason that Sat is here is because you guys haven't seen the edited news video yet because it's going out immediately, probably immediately after the podcast because I think it's done like now, but I can't go sign it off and push it live. Um, but that's his. Mine. It's all mine. That's his. All the gold. Uh, these are his toys. Mine. Um, uh, i having a good time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, not toys. These are his gimmicks. You can't, you can't mess with that. Uh, the reason that Sat is here is because uh, from Saturdays, they're going to be Saturday days going forward uh, because for the next month is going to be a three-man booth on the Smackdown and Rampage podcast with the three of us. Uh, and then after this month going into December, it will be a two-man booth again because I'm going to be not doing it anymore. I'm gonna be stopping working Saturdays altogether so I can work Monday to Friday like a normal human being. Cause I don't want to do Saturdays anymore. What? So there you you go. You don't want to work with me anymore. I don't want to work with you, brother. (laughs) That doesn't work for me, brother. (laughs) So for the next month, we're going through this whole transitionary period. Sat's gonna be doing the news uh, on the episodes. And for this next month, it's gonna be sat doing news, me doing SmackDown Review, Tempest doing Rampage, and then once I move off Saturdays, it will be Sat doing the news. And Tempest doing the Smackdown review, and there won't be a review of Rampage.
3: I'm sure you're all heartbroken. Yeah. So means I have to wake up an hour earlier to watch Smackdown.
1: You sure do, buddy. You're so welcome.
3: Appreciate
1: it. Yeah, LIW.
3: For, for next month.
1: Li- for the next month. And afterwards, hopefully, life so yeah that's what's happening which is why sat is here for the next month is going to be three members apart from the one week i'm away and apart from the one week that sat's away so actually so actually for three weeks uh i'm here yeah Yeah. tempest the whole time though so there you go um so anyway that's what's happening uh let's talk about bray wyatt uh get in your ultra chats at russelltalk.com forward slash support btw we go through all the ones that are five us bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air i wanted to talk about this bray wyatt promo because it was probably my favorite thing on the show maybe the main event was also up there as like my favorite things didn't really know what to leave with for this episode because nothing was really hugely headline worthy there was no bloodline stuff there was no bloodline stuff really which is the big headline stuff um but uh i thought this bray wyatt promo was something for me, especially because uh on last week's episode, I openly said, like, I'm a bit lost with this whole Bray Wyatt stuff. I don't know what any of it means. And like it's artistically cool, but I don't really understand any of it. This I thought was a bit more grounded in something that I can kind of like latch onto and connect to. So this it was, was just different. It was also different. Uh so Bray Wyatt backstage uh was kind of just talking to the cameras, being like, you know. I'm not one to talk about my feelings and I don't like it when people interrupt me when I'm trying to do something that's so personal as talking about my feelings. That makes me upset. Um, Referring to the Uncle Howdy thing that interrupted him last week. He then immediately gets interrupted by a guy going backstage with a package. Just a dude being like, sup? Uh, Bray Wyatt is like, okay. Uh, And has to go over and he just kind of yells at this guy. He starts off talking and ends up yelling by the end of this like little monologue. And he's saying that, you know, I hate myself right now because that feeling you get when someone cuts you off in traffic and for the next 30 seconds, all you can do is think about what you want to do with them. If you got 30 seconds with them. And he just gets more and more intense over this time and just saying, like, I hate that I, I get so violent and this is what I want to do. But I just want to take your head right now and I want to crush it. And it's just like goes off on this guy and he screams at him to apologize to him and the guy I would say the only bad bit of the segment was this guy's acting. <laughs> he was he lit- wasn't acting, he was reacting. Well, was he? I don't think he was. He was just Stonewall the entire time. Exactly. He, yeah. he, he hangs out with wrestlers. I am so sorry. Uh, yeah. I did not mean to offend you. This happens to him once a day. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's constant, yeah. Uh, so then uh, Braylight like, takes a big breath after he apologizes. goes, yeah, I know, I know. Now go away. Go away. L- leave me. And the guy, like, walks away, and he just turns around, puts his hands on, like, a a crate or scaffolding, or whatever the hell's there, and just... (sighs) And then the segment ends, and I was like, damn, I'm into this again now. Something as tangible as a person's feelings. Also, maybe I'm just a sucker for inner turmoil, but I love it when people don't like themselves. Oh, I love it as character beats.
3: What did you guys think?
1: I love this. Champ.
3: I think it's really interesting stuff because, again, it was different from what we've seen. And that's kind of the problem that I had with last week's segment, where I thought it was still a good segment. It was also the same segment that we had seen when Bray Wyatt first made his return to SmackDown. Mm. This was something new. Yeah. And I liked it for that reason. I also have come around on the fact that Uncle Howdy is absolutely Bo Dallas in disguise. Mm, I yeah. Think that, I think that is uh, going to be something. I think when we get that reveal, I'm very interested to see what that uh, reaction is going to be. If Bo, Bo Dallas is Uncle Howdy, of course, I could be wrong. But there's been teasers. There's, there's been li- 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 literally Easter eggs that people yeah, have found. Yeah, the people yeah. smarter than me have pointed things out online, and we'll we'll see what happens. Do you
2: think there. the mask looks at like Wyndham? Uh, Barry Wyndham. They say it looks like Barry Wyndham. That's
3: M- not a nice Mulligan. thing to say about Barry Wyndham. <laughs> well, Barry Wyndham of today, don't you? You're
2: from the 80s. You just think That's not like... <laughs> a
3: nice to say about Barry Wyndham today. <laughs> still not nice to say. It,
2: it look, it's got a Wyndham esque face because even, <laughs> even, even Black Jack Mulligan, he, his face looks like Barry Wyndham. It looks like a Wyndham face. No? He's got the, he's got the Black Jack mustache. No?
1: It's not an attractive mask. Oh, of
2: course I'll not. I'll
1: say that much. It's like a, a corpse of. Someone.
2: <laughs> it looks I was like gonna, Barry Windham.
3: Yeah. decaying face. I was it go looks there like room. Barry Windham today. It no, looks like a corpse. I, I'm say That's it, what you
2: just said. No, I'm gonna say it looked like Black Jack Mulligan possibly today. Oh, <laughs> I went there. I didn't want to, but I went there. I'm sorry, guys. My first day through the Saturdays. Should I just go home now? Should I just righty man? to a great start. So, Tempest, what
1: do you think of the segment?
3: I really like Bray Wyatt's current story progression mm-hmm. that we've had now that there now that there has been some progression because as I've said dating back to the podcast that Luke and I did before Bray Wyatt made his return to Smackdown I want this character of his to be as psychological as possible mm-hmm. I want this to be Bray Wyatt Wyndham Rotunda the person going through some inner turmoil and some battle internally and it seems for all the world like that is the story that we are getting so I like that Again, I don't think this was that much of a huge step forward, but it was a step forward. That's all I need on these shows. As long as I feel like we are taking a little bit of a step to the next chapter of this saga, Mm -hmm. I'm happy. Yeah,
2: I agree. Uh, So, this version of Bray Wyatt, do you want him to stay? Or do you feel like this version of Bray Wyatt is what we get in the beginning and he's going to be something completely different? And he'll
1: transition into something different. Yeah, because I
2: don't know. Because I call this guy Man Pain. Bray Wyatt. Man, but, pain, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, because yeah. it, of all his pain on, on on display and people are like, okay, he's got his man, pain, internal turmoil within mm-hmm. his soul. You know, this guy did a lot of terrible things. Like, should I feel sorry for him? Wyndham Returned got fired, yeah, but Bray Wyatt, the character, is mm-hmm. that, is, is it a blending of two characters? Is it is it the one? Is what happened to Wyndham also happened to Bray, if that makes sense? Because, mm-hmm. in you know, in actuality, the real guy got fired, but Bray Wyatt, the character, kind of went away. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, do I feel sorry for that? Yeah, you where, guys... where's
1: the line?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, the, for these. For technically, these two he did
2: bad things. He was a cult leader. He, he kidnapped mm. people.
3: He brainwashed people. You know, he broke into the Miz's house with a scary ghost mask. Exactly. On. He, he kids. did.
1: Yeah. I, I really liked that he acknowledges that everything he's done is bad, but he feels bad for it. And he's like, I can't stop myself. This is how I feel. I know it sucks, and I'm wrong for doing this. But I am doing it, mm-hmm. and that is like that's like a cool layer to this character. I think but, quite interesting.
2: But um, do you think he's gonna he's gonna wrestle Uncle Howdy? Like if we think it's Bo Dallas, is it a case of like is it Bo Dallas or Bo, Bo Wyatt or whatever? Bo Wyatt, because <laughs> is he, the Uncle Howdy mask is much physically bigger than the actual Bo Dallas for so sure. It, it, this would be like wrestle crap stuff, right? You don't want to actually wearing the mask in nah. a match nah so um, th- this is the interesting thing is we can't predict where, his, where this is going which mm-hmm. makes it fascinating mm. but at the same time we need a little inkling because this guy's meant to be the number one babyface mm-hmm. he's more of an anti-hero to me because he doesn't really do babyface stuff so I'm interested in knowing where this goes next I'm happy like you said it wasn't the same thing he's in the ring cutting a promo or the same backstage promo where his music was playing really loud mm.
1: They sort out this week.
2: Yeah, they had it underneath. So this is a guy struggling, and I like everyone else look forward to it. Even the guy that he shouted at, is he meant to represent? He's in the turmoil escaping. <laughs> you know, how people really read into things my Bray Wyatt. It's like everything, yeah, yeah. everything he says deliberate. Why deliberate. that specific guy? Why that guy? Why that guy? <laughs> What's that that guy? guy done. That guy oh, yeah. represents, you know, you know, Virgil and, and Bray and, and, and Barry Windham back in the 80s or some you mm-hmm. know, someone's gonna like, make up something in their of mind. Of course.
1: Yeah. So artistic interpretation, right? <laughs> um But yeah, no, I, I thought this was this was a, a very good segment. And for me, even though, like you said, it is a small step for me, it's a very important step because yes. now I care much more than I did before. Whereas before it was kind of like a superficial, like, huh, this is interesting. Now I'm like Oh, I have to know where this goes next. Mm, right, and for me, that's a very, very important step for this character. Um, so I'm, I'm way more into this now. I thought this was a, a
3: home run for that. You know, for that you know reason, this might, you know, what I might relate this to, Pete, that mm. I think you will greatly appreciate. This is like an episode of a show mm-hmm. where the plot itself doesn't progress, mm-hmm. but you get a an analysis of a character, yes. perhaps like Tales of Bossing. Say yes. Yes. Where you get to see that much more of Uncle Iroh's character. Mm -hmm. But nothing happens that drives the plot forward. You just get a little nugget Mm -hmm. of information (laughs) about a character that makes you care about them more. Can you believe that Tales of Busting Say is a filler episode? Not a bit. Unbelievable. One of of my favorite songs to ever be written for a show in that song. In that episode. What show are we we talking about?
1: Avatar The Last Airbender.
3: Ooh. you didn't know what we were talking about. I'm Ooh. sorry.
2: Nerd culture. don't oh, know.
3: <laughs> it's a kids show. No.
2: no, 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 no. I watch kids show. I've been watching Power Rangers on YouTube. Uh, Power Rangers, they have, they have the full episode on YouTube. I've been watching that. I've mm-hmm. been showing my daughter. And I've been nice. watching Arthur. I've been watching Simpsons. They're not kids shows. They're timeless. Yeah. I watch Lost Airbender sometimes when I was younger on a Saturday. Good. Yeah, exactly. One oh, of the greatest shows
1: of all time. Don't yeah.
2: boo the, me. One of the best Educate shows. me. Don't boo me. Educate me. Gosh, champ.
1: <laughs> We we did educate you. Mine. We said it's Avatar: Last Airbender, and now it's on you to go and watch it. Yeah, we can't educate you past that.
3: Yeah, I know. You led the horse think, to the yeah, water. Yeah,
2: yeah I'll, drink. I'll drink it one day.
3: Small details are big surfaces.
0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.
1: Shall we get in to see what you guys think of this stuff? Send in your Ultra Chats to russeltalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, Charles Berg said, "Uh, I said it before, but I'll say it again. I've always found an intriguing character would be someone who knows they have an evil in them and the internal struggle of two minds fighting for control of one body. I can't stop me, so my opponent has to end me.
3: You know what this all kind of reminds me of? It's not the same thing, obviously, but this really reminds me of how uh, Malachi slash Alistair Black always described his own character, mm. where in that Twitch stream he did, he said that the character of Alistair Black was the devil with memory loss, Yeah, where he knows too, too. that he's done something bad and has to atone for it, but he doesn't know what it is. Yep. It's just like, I know there's evil inside me, but I can't really do anything about it, and I thus either need to try and be better, or... Just kind of allow it. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I like that. That yeah. kind of ambiguity of the whole thing.
1: I agree. I, I really like this sort of... Like you said, it's more a, a more psychological um, uh, edge to this story rather than spooky nonsense. Yeah. You don't um, like spooky nonsense? I do not like spooky nonsense. the The spooky hologram Bray Wyatt ridiculousness is insane. The cult leader Bray Wyatt is awesome.
2: What? What? We need the fiendish things. Did you? Did you like like that? Did you like fiendish?
1: I, I liked all of the the Firefly Funhouse segments leading up to the debut. The debut against Finn Balor. Oh, top notch stuff. Couldn't have asked for much better. As soon as he started doing spooky, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Paranormal
3: stuff. Pocus, like, pocus nonsense. Never
1: mind.
2: You've lost me. So you didn't like him when he did the manable clothes and the legends. You hated that. The screams in his head.
3: Mandible
1: Claws on Legends was okay. The presentation was a bit off, but it was fine. But man, that debut match is unbelievable. The SummerSlam. Oh, mm-hmm. oh.
2: I feel what like a the moment. fans cheered Finn Balor all the way back to NXT. Like, They, yeah. they, they, they cheered for Bray so hard to the point he mm-hmm. shrunk so small he had yep. to go back to NXT. That, exactly. I feel sad for, for Finn at that
1: point. But we all white yeah. right as well. Yeah. He's back now. He's fine. He's yeah, leader deep. of a cool group. Um, you didn't call that in the beginning. Well, you to be fair, to reviews. might not even be the leader. That might be Rhea Ripley, because she's awesome. But anyway, uh, The Guilty Hat said, uh, an idea I had watching a Blackpool Content Club video yesterday. Uh, could you see Roman punishing Jay at some point by having him lie down for Sammy, dropping the tag titles to him and Solo? Could be a bit convoluted, but with further a Jay face turn also give Sammy money in the bank? Oh,
3: that's a fun concept. That's a fun idea. The idea of having jay dropped the titles to sammy and solo i i think the lead up to that match and being like you know what no you don't get to have this thing you lay down and then he's like internal turmoil and everything internal conflict and he has to do it but that's when he is the most defiant and he Mm -hmm. doesn't do that and the usos end up beating them Mm -hmm. i don't think you can end this record-setting title reign with something like that. Mm-hmm. I think whoever beats them needs to earn it. Yeah. But I think that this, as an angle, would be a very good thing to continue to add layers onto the J. Roman stuff. That's a very good point. Yeah. Really, I, really like that.
2: I just want Kevin and Sammy to win it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm clinging on to that. Because they even said that the story, they've shifted the story because of how popular this one is at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I still want it to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I don't want anything to, to, to alter that, Stake because mm-hmm. I I like the idea of Kevin and Sammy being tag team champions and how they win it as well. It is meaningful. I don't mind if it goes to WrestleMania. It's, it's approaching WrestleMania season when the Usos are going to need a tag team to face a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather it to be Kevin Owens and Sammy. So uh, the idea is interesting. If it wasn't a record set in title reign, it was just a frivolous title reign. But because of how much is at stake with this mm-hmm. title reign at the moment, I don't want anything frivolous. We're not going to have a European title debacle mm. with Triple
1: H. And That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, Sky Shadowrun said I really loved your ideas for potential war games and chamber stories in yesterday's podcast however I'm also really into the idea of Bloodline versus New Day and Brutes at war games Uso's New Day has always been a fun matchup
3: and I know trips will deliver yeah I think that works like if if you're looking at people to add to the other side of war games Mm -hmm. I think the New Day are a perfect pair to to add to that if you don't want to do like Drew and Kevin Owens or whatever if you're just looking for the people that are currently feuding with them, I think that might telegraph who's going to win. I mm. don't necessarily think that the good t- the good guy team at that point has as much of a shot at winning that match, yep. unless they really want to push Sheamus hard as a potential challenger for the end of the year or something, mm. which I guess could be a possibility. Yeah, but. Otherwise I think the way that it's constructed there, it would be the Bloodline winning that match, which I don't think is as interesting. Yes, I agree with that. But yeah, I'm 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 still into the idea of Bloodline in, in war games, regardless.
1: Uh, we'll go through more of your Ultra Chats later on, uh, but for now, let's get into talking about the rest of the show. Keep sending those into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. This friggin' tablet is doing my head in, uh, and we're going to talk about the rest of SmackDown and Rampage, and then we'll get back to your Ultra Chats later. Uh, this SmackDown kicked off with a match again. Yeah. Oh, a really good run of doing that. No Please promo, keep
2: doing that. No promo. No, no 20 minute promo. 20-minute promo, promo. Goodness
1: me. I no. prefer it so much. It's always going to get a thumbs up from me. Uh, Liv Morgan and Sonya Deville had a no-DQ match in the latest installment of Liv Morgan is Extreme Now. Um, I thought this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this kind of started off quite hot. Sonya Deville just kind of came on and just started beating her up straight away. Uh, the crowd were chanting for tables about 30 seconds into it. Classic. Um, and it was classic like babyface heel stuff. Liv tries to go get a table. Sonya puts it away. And they're like Oh, boo, we want the tables. Um... I really like the little spot they did with that table, though. I was going to bring this up. Yes, where too. they, uh... Sonya Deville was going to do a German off the apron through the table on the outside. She's trying and trying and trying. And initially, Morgan was resisting, kind of like elbowing her in the back and be like, no, I don't want to do it. And then she just kind of stopped herself and just went, eh, screw it. And then just jumped. So her and Sonia Deville went through the table. I was like, that's a really nice touch to show like the next like layer of her character to be like, she's a bit more reckless now. She's totally okay
3: with taking a bit of pain if it means hurting her opponent. Mm-hmm. Like that's...
1: That's cool. That's a nice little character moment.
3: I liked it a lot more in this match than I did in the Ronda Rousey match where mm-hmm. she's smiling as she's passing out and everything because yeah. it's like, yeah, you're extreme, but you are losing your championship this way. Mm-hmm. you know. Whereas this like Minoru Suzuki-esque reaction to like, yes, I will endure pain because I like pain. If it means that I get to hurt my opponent, mm-hmm. that works a lot more when there's less on the line other than just pain mm-hmm. and to do that i think is a good way of showing rather than telling that Liv morgan is extreme precisely
2: show don't tell i, I refer to her as spike dudley now because she likes to be chopped off and held into different places so mm. that's how i feel about her Liv morgan hardcore legend that's uh, her gimmick mm-hmm. now. She, yeah. yeah she's gonna start wearing flannel shirts soon and uh-huh. shoving socks down you know people's throats who yeah. knows yeah. that might be a thing
1: sounds great uh we had uh, some other very fun spots in this one there's a power bomb onto a pile of chairs ouch Ow. Ow! and that was a really like like a snap power bomb it was like a really quick like woof down you go and then immediately into a pin i was like
3: this is the end oh my yeah. god that's weird really good near fall it was like that eddie guerrero leader power bomb we were watching <laughs> in that, two, <laughs> yes, epi- that, that 2000s of, episode, that episode of raw, of raw, of raw. like a month ago
1: oh god yeah that was something else because it Raw, uh, Raw, Luke is on a mission to watch every Raw from the year 2000. So okay. every so often on a lunch break, I... he'll just shove on an episode of Raw, and we'll sit down and we'll, we'll watch a bit while we're just having lunch. And there was this match. Who was in the it was, match? It uh,
3: Dean Malenko and S.A. Rios for the light heavyweight title. Thank you very much.
1: So on the outside, you had Eddie Guerrero and Lita,
3: right? Mm.
1: And Eddie Guerrero does this powerbomb to Lita out of nowhere, and remember it. it is Brutal, It's sickening. It is sickening. I would to have watch.
3: retired. The way her yeah. body folded it. Like you know how Eddie Guerrero does these type of moves. Like mm. he's he's very dynamic and explosive. Mm. So it's not like let me set this woman down easily on the concrete here. It's like hey, boom. Yeah, and it's not it's not like a sit out power
1: bomb or anything like that to help like with the momentum down. It's literally just like you're here and now you're on the floor. Bang, straight down. It's like,
3: oh, everyone watching was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then they showed a replay. We were like, oh,
1: no. Absolutely <laughs> cringing on our seats. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, fun near four with the power bomb on the chairs. Uh, and then Liv one with the Oblivion onto the same pile of chairs as well. Fun little
3: uh, little finish. Good paced match. Liv gets another win. Good stuff. In terms of just like paying off a two-week feud, it's totally fine. Yeah. But what
2: do you do with Sonya next? Because we know where Liv's No, I, I don't rehab. care. You do. You-
1: I care way more about this Liv Morgan stuff right now. They have me way more invested in the Liv Morgan stuff right now. So I think it is much more important that Liv got the win here to solidify herself here. We can do something else with Sonia Deville after, but right do now the you, important you, thing is Do Liv. you think
2: she needs a a uh, show change?
3: Maybe she should go to Raw? Do you think that's what they should do with her? I mean, I don't think it matters- Honestly, like she's a talented performer. Mm. Now is not the right time for like Sony Deville to be having a push. No. I think she serves just as fine a purpose right now helping to get other people over Precisely. in storylines like this okay. right now. Whereas like I think you can have her time in the sun wait a little bit longer. There isn't yep. a need to push her right now. Exactly. I think there's other priorities yeah. currently that they have.
2: Fair
1: enough. Yeah. Uh we got a recap of Emma's return. Uh, from last week, she then gets interrupted by Zaya Lee backstage. Zaya Lee said, "You're weak," and then Emma hits her. Oh,
2: it's such a, it telegraphs like who's going to win that, that oh, match. Yeah. Emma just come back. Zaya Lee not not really do much with her. Mm-hmm. I, I said in the office that I was a fan of the vignettes and h- how she was the protector, and I like the fact that she was going to protect the weak. And then all of a sudden, they changed her during the Vince administration and made her into a stereotypical foreign bully because Vince can't comprehend that people that are not american can be nice people too. Mm-hmm. And now she's in this zone of suckage and now she's yep. going to lose to Emma. I wish they can do more with Isla Lee.
3: Got to get out of the suckage zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally sex tape. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, for this one. See this is this is what I mean in the difference when people are talking about like you know on like the when we were talking about uh, the bloodline in the podcast yesterday and saying how All the characters you can see like their motivations and everything like makes sense and it's logical and all that stuff this is like the opposite of this well i have no idea what xylee's motivation is here she just came in and said you're weak because you lost like right but what what's the point of saying that what's what does she want to gain from doing this what what does she want out of this i don't know and this is the very like superficial layer of wrestling that we've had for ages Mm -hmm. and which is why stuff like the bloodline is such a breath of fresh air because it's different yeah Yeah. it's good yeah just wanted to make that point so i was like this is a stereotypical segment and this is why it's not as good
2: it was like how can we make them have a match just interrupt her and insult her and that's it
3: that is it how can we make them have a match yeah i mean we we talk about the bloodline stuff as being like incredibly multi-dimensional this was literally as one-dimensional as you can get precisely sometimes that's fine but Mm. like you know yeah First, first, again, someone like Xia Li who came in with like a really cool series of vignettes and supposedly had a character. Now she just doesn't. Yeah. I like, I would prefer if she did.
2: Yeah. And also, what's Emma's it's character? It. Yeah, she was gone for a long time. It's like, why should we cheer her in a way? Mm. She did lose. It's like, there's no reason for us to cheer her. It's just like, it's because. It's a welcome back. It's and how we're it. positioning her. Because she's yeah. saying nice things at the moment. Yeah. Saying nice things is not enough. I need, I need a motivation, a reason. Heck, they should have done vignettes with her. Mm. Instead of doing a backstage promo, it should have been seeing her how her getting fired affected her yeah. psyche and how she had to wrestle around to prove back, Her basically, story, the Drew McIntyre storyline, basically. Yeah, they should much. have given her that in the beginning.
3: To be to be fair, it is only the second week, and I yeah, will allow them time. a little bit more time in that sense. To like, if she wins the match with Lacey Lee like next week and then cuts a promo and says all of that, I think that's a totally fine way to bring her back. But otherwise, if we get to this point a month from now and there hasn't been any character development there, think, that's when I'll no agree. No offense,
2: but it's kind of like, I feel like she's to I be mean, the Candice Lerae thing because even Candice Lerae is like we're meant to just to cheer for her, but why right. is why should I cheer her? Yeah. She's meant to join, you know, Johnny Gargano. She helped
1: the good person. Yeah,
2: she had a good. Yeah, therefore they you need, should help. I feel like Emma's gonna be stuck. They, with everyone needs motivations. Though. I think we, you yeah. can't rely on being on the internet and knowing mm-hmm. about these people yeah. to being the only reason why we should cheer
1: or for them. sure. Um, I will also say though. In, on the flip side of that, some stuff that is one-dimensional can also be good. For example, Ricochet versus LA Knight. Yeah. This was pretty one-dimensional, but I also had a bit of fun in this match. Yeah. Because um, I, I'm, I said in my editor review that you guys will watch later today. that I'm, I've always been a big fan of Ricochet's in-ring work because he's amazing, and I've always been a fan of LA Knight's promo work. It's been really good. I didn't expect to enjoy this match as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, going into this, it was pretty much no story it was them they were backstage and they had pretty much the same segment as the and Elite and that, like I don't like you okay and that was pretty much it and then LA Knight did a promo on the entrance for this match um which you pointed out when you were watching in the office he started racking on the ring announcer dear eyes didn't put two and two together that's Ricochet's girlfriend yeah that's my fan. that makes sense yeah that checks out uh so Ricochet like started the match by doing like a big dive to the outside and I was like okay cool and even though there's basically no story here, I think these guys have actually really good chemistry. And I felt right, like man. a little layer of like heat in this story, even mm. though there isn't a story. I felt like there was like some sort of like personal vendetta against each other through their wrestling. And I'm like, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Came out of that being like, damn, all right, cool. That was that was a really good match. Um, They had LA Knight do like a springboard moonsault that he missed, which was cool. Trying to do like the high flying, this, the high flying thing for the high flyer didn't work it's like that's a cool like story beat um and la knight got the win with a roll up like ricochet rolled him up he counted the roll up and then grabbed the ropes boo hiss
3: he's a heel uh and got the win i thought that was a really good job all in all yeah. everyone here my response to the whole one-dimensional thing is i think it works a lot better when the heel's the one coming out on top in that kind of story because mm-hmm. you can have the heel doing something dastardly which is as simple as just being rude to the backstage of a backstage interviewer mm-hmm. or calling out the ring announcer or something like that and the baby face doesn't really need that much more of a reason to you know interject into all that other than just being valiant mm-hmm. being the good guy sticking yeah. up for the little having people. morals yeah having yeah. morals whereas on the flip side with the xylee stuff it's like well no the the villain does kind of need more of a reason to get involved in this hero's business mm-hmm. other than just nah, you're a loser yeah you know, So I think it works a lot better when this is the way that things are kind of oriented. And yeah, I thought the match was really solid. Mm. I do kind of weep for Ricochet at this point where it's like even with the new regime, he's not really in that much better of a position. He's just sure. getting to wrestle his style a little mm-hmm. bit more, which is a big step forward. Sure is. But even still... One, one more for my boy. Absolutely. That being said, in terms of in, in, introducing LA Knight as LA Knight, I think he's a perfectly solid upper mid-card act right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Question, do you think this is a feud end or feud starter? Do you want to see some 50-50 booking between Fe-
1: them? I, I hope not 50-50, but this is definitely a feud starter because LA Knight won with a roll-up grabbing the ropes. Yeah. This might this might lead to a match at War Games.
3: I, you know. I agree
2: with everything you said like Ricochet at the moment he seems to be I don't want to say to the stars but if you see him in a match you're like he's not going to win it. especially with the new guys That like Triple H is either bought back or bought up because mm-hmm. he's just trying to establish them he's someone you can rely on to bring out a, a decent match in someone LA Knight I said he, he got to go in his bag of tricks and do some Eli Drake stuff because that's kind of stuff he used to do him doing springboard stuff he had a match with Penta in Impact one time mm-hmm. where he did a lot of uh, mm. springboard stuff that's why I brought up I was like did you know that mm-hmm. LA Knight can actually do stuff as well and then you said watch the and match I was like, watch the match uh, and then I was like he tried the moon so I was like because he didn't do it in NXT not even like not one great. time I can't remember him doing anything athletic mm.
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that checks out Ricochet is kind of like Smackdown's version of a babyface Chad Gable where he's like, yeah. his presentation is better since Vince left, but he's not winning more. Mm-hmm. Feels like he's just kind of running in place until it's his time to get a push. Yeah. But he's just kind of like, oh, Solo Sikoa has been called up. We need him to have a good first match. Let's put him with Ricochet. Mm-hmm. LA Knight needs to have his first matches. Let's put him with Ricochet. Yeah. I think that works. But again, same way as on Raw, where it's like, I would like to see Chad Gable get a push at some point. Yes. Doesn't have to be right now, no. but I do hope that it's coming. Yep. Solid hand disease. Yeah. Mm, for sure. Uh, speaking of
1: solid, the Bloodline were backstage, and uh, Sammy Uso and Jay Uso get into it backstage, as expected. Shocker. Where uh, Jay says, You know, we should go out to the ring and tell the brawling brutes what's coming to them. Crown Jewel. And Sammy was like, don't do that. That's a bad idea. The match has already been made. It won't get you anything. Just don't. Jay comes back and says, this isn't a bloodline thing. This is an Uso thing. We've been tag champions since before you were here and will be tag champions lo- long after you're gone. And I was like, so that for me, even though we know that obviously Jay Uso wants Sammy gone from the bloodline, for me, like, him vocalizing that and being like, no, you will be kicked out of this group one way or another. I will speaking see it to it. Speaking it into existence. Yeah, speaking it into existence. Be like, you will be gone from this group one day, just so you know, was, like, a really cool, like, moment for me to be like, yeah. So it's, like, a bit more clear to be like, he wants him gone. Mm-hmm. Like, real bad. That's, like, on his mind a lot.
2: Well, what I, what I like was how Jay manipulated the argument to where Jimmy couldn't go... Actually, no. He's like, it's true. We existed before you, Sammy. Mm-hmm. That's, he pilled to Jimmy's ego. He's like, you know what? Jay's right. We don't need you. We do mm-hmm. whatever we want because usually Jimmy's trying to be the peacemaker or mm-hmm. see things from Sammy's point of view. But yeah. Jay was smart enough to know, like, this ain't bloodline. This got nothing to do with Roman. Jimmy, we don't need Roman. We mm-hmm. are champions without Roman. Yep. We're gonna keep it that way. So yeah, I like that how he pilled to Jimmy's uh, ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's-
3: Layers upon layers.
1: Layers. Love that Jimmy sided with Jay. Yeah. Because for for the most part, Jimmy sided with Sammy for mm-hmm. a lot of this story. But beyond everything else,
3: he's still loyal to his brother. Yeah. And like,
1: that's like a cool thing to remember it's, to go yeah, forward.
3: Yet another layer to all mm-hmm. of this. Oh, the story is so good. So good. So good.
1: It's so basic. Yeah, it's so good. So good.
3: So um, good. Uh, we then had the Bray Wyatt promo that we've already
1: mentioned. And then the Usos came out to the ring, who I believe literally said... <laughs> Aside from the, we're going to be the longest reigning tag champions, in regards to what Jay wanted to say to the Brawling Brutes was, hey, Brawling Brutes, you are the twos, and we the ones.
3: Got him. This Ooh, was the, let's go to the scathing. ring and say our, our catchphrase. Yeah.
1: So, well, don't say, know if that, that segment was necessary, Jay. I'll be honest, mate. When they say
2: they are the twos, I that number two. Number The doo-doo number two. Your poop.
1: That's what he said, and it? we're piss. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's saying.
2: Yeah, there we go. I was thinking, yeah. I was like, oh, he burned them. What? <laughs> there are two people. You're once. yeah, because you're twins. Yeah, I get that. Like what?
1: Oh, Jay. Anywho, um, uh, or in this case, any poo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I dub. up. dub. Love it. Christ, it's hot. It's hot in this room. Um. Uh, the uh, Usos then came out and said the thing. They get interrupted by the New Day. Yes, They've is. got nine days until they pass the New Day's uh, longest title reign. Is
3: it only that many?
1: It's yeah. only nine days until God, they pass it. God, snuck it, up on me. Which means they have one more SmackDown before that title reign is... is They, they pass that, the longest title reign ever. Which is why this setup up next week on SmackDown, New Day versus. Never. the usos obviously it's not going to be the brawling brutes even okay. though they'd really tried and they were like could be the brawling brutes like it's not though is it it's not it's going to um, be new day versus usos next week on smackdown for not just the titles but the longest title reign i think that is a great idea we've been saying it for ages yeah. that this is where they should be going and they've been teasing going now they're doing it i'm all for it it feels like it's a big deal lots of stakes in this match
2: i'm, I'm kind of sad. Sadden- that. New uh, knew they needed like a twenty-year run of being longest tag champion, like Demolition, before they lose it. But they mm-hmm. had it for a few years.
3: I want to have... To be fair. It was like six years. De- uh, yeah, Demolition had it for like what thirty years. Yeah, I yeah. Mean... well, that's because they didn't care about tag teams for thirty years.
2: Can we just pretend we don't care about it now? <laughs> <Just> have, <laughs>
3: because now, because I like the
2: thing that that was New Day's thing, that's like the Hall of Fame speech. Now it's mm-hmm. not, it's like second, it doesn't feel, doesn't ring the same. Usos are already Usos,
3: they have been champions like 12 times or something, mm-hmm. Have they? Something like that. Yeah, it's like 11 like. Well, or 12. Well, New Day. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, we can run with that. they have be the longest champion. They get, uh, they're, like, they're, they're...
1: E- even if they don't have the the best of one thing, you can quite comfortably say that they're one of the best tag teams of all time. Yeah.
2: They are, but yeah, I mean, Dudley Boys are a good tag team. Look, yeah. They're hard to get mentioned nowadays. That's what I mean. Like, Do they?
1: When people talk about the best tag teams of all time, the Dudley Boys don't get brought up.
2: No, because they're not really fan favorites nowadays. Because of a certain person, the busted open uh, podcast.
1: Well, 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 yeah. But also, people bring up Edge and Christian Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys. That's like the that's the go-to for yeah, best tag teams of all time. But then, like now, the
2: Big Show, of the group. now.
1: <laughs> wow. Crikey. Scathing. Take that, Dudley Boys. I love
2: love Dudley Boys. I don't mind the busted open announcer Mm. like some people, but I I don't see it that much on consensus on Twitter.
1: Not Mm. that much. The more you know. Ray Masiro cut a promo backstage ahead of his main event match. That was a pretty solid promo. Just being like, I'm going to be IC champ. I'm going to prove my son that you can't give up when things get tough.
2: That was a Jey Uso promo, as in he said that kind of thing before.
1: It's like, say say something more, Ray. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but someone I did really like uh, was Shayna Baszler taking on Natalia. Not the match itself. That was whatever. Uh, but Shayna was accompanied by Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Thumbs up from me. That's fun. Um, <laughs> they said on commentary, it was like, Shayna Baszler taking on her former tag team partner. I was like, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I forgot that was a thing as well. <laughs> forgot that was yeah. a thing.
1: What? Shayna Baszler and Natalia were, we're a, a tag team. team.
2: Yeah, I just remember. not remember and Natalia. Wait, no. It was Tamina they weren't and like, Natalia. champs. No, no, they weren't. Yeah, not a no, chance. No. Baszler and Natalia were no. tag champs. Them when? two together. When? No yeah, way. When? What question you question? Are oh, no, you no, asking no, no, right no, no. now?
3: Shayna and Natty were tag champions? Yeah, they were Shayna Baszler. No, they weren't. Natalya. Shayna and Nia were tag champs, yeah. and Natty and Tamina were yeah, tag champs. Yeah, not them together. Shayna and Natty. Surely. Is it Oscar like? Am I misremembering? Yeah. You must be. These tag titles barely exist yeah. at all. Yeah, like, what well, he said. That That's news two,
1: two, to me. And a two-time WWE Women's Tag Team Champion with Nia Jax. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was yeah, about, about to say. That, yeah. All right. All right. I right, right, misremembered. It was a
2: rando tag team that didn't really uh, go anywhere. It was kind of like, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, uh, fact, fact check. Fact, fact check. check. Fact check. check. My side. No, it's uh, okay.
1: Uh, it's a very ships. delicate set. We're just, only just, double checking, every day. just double checking. We're sure oh, double w- checking. Just double checking. Oh, double checking to be sure, guys. WWE Women's Tag Team Championship with Nia Jax twice. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'm misremembering. But former tag team partners, regardless. Uh, I think they they pro- say so. They, they probably challenged for the titles.
2: They did. They, they, it was like a last... It was Vince? Uh, wasn't, sorry, Vince. Um, Paul Levesque put them together when the tag team tournament thing. It's like, you be a team. Mm. You be a
1: team. That sounds about right. Anywho, uh, they really want, wanted to hype up on commentary that like the old school Shayna Baszler. They were like, oh, the killer Shayna Baszler is back. Um, and I said, if you want to make her a killer, I'd have a win quite decisively. And in this bite match. people in the neck. No, no. Not, not that. Um, but I really liked the the finish of this match. I wouldn't have given given Natalia as much offense as she got in this one. If you want to kind of establish Shayna as this like killer, I wouldn't have given Natalia this much offense. But I quite like the finish where. Baze got in the Kirifuda, Natalia t- tried to do that roll-up that they always do for the Kirifuda.
3: My least favourite finish. Uh, it's not great. It worked when, when Brett did it, and since then it hasn't worked for anyone else. Yeah. No, it's worked too often for everyone. It's the most overused finish slash mm. counter to the Kirifuda clutch, and yeah. I hate it, and I want people to stop doing it. Yeah, uh, uh, but
1: she tried to do that roll-up, and Baze was like, no, so just rolled her back and just held on, <laughs> it was just like, and then choked her out. I t- just liked it. It's like a subversion of what you expect from that from that roller spot. Because you'd expect her to just release the hold. But instead, mm. she was like, no, no. And just pushed her back to where she was. Um, but then, I was like, okay. And the commentary putting over, wow, this is like the original Shayna Baszler is back in town. And I was like, eh, I haven't really seen it from the match.
2: Show don't tell, guys, right? Yeah. Show don't tell. Yeah. Show
1: don't tell. And this wasn't quite that. But then afterwards, she put her knee pad down. And I was like, okay, what's this leading to? And she just kneed Natalia in the face. And I was like, Cool. That's nice. It's a bit and closer. They, and then they had like all this fake blood of Natalia looking like she had a broken nose, and she was like, and I was like, you know what? That's that's an effective look right there. That's a cool visual of Natalia like bleeding from her nose. It just looked kind of a bit more brutal.
2: Mm-hmm. Show
3: don't tell. Show don't tell.
1: Yeah,
3: that was it. It was great. When can we get Shane and Ronda to win these tag titles? That'll be great.
2: One once uh, post Crown jewel. Yeah, hopefully once, once Ronda it's loses a the tag title. I mean, Ronda loses her title. I mean.
3: I don't think she's going to lose that title anytime double soon. Double champion. Uh, you you won a double champion. Double champion. Yeah. Seems right. I, I, yeah. I don't think she's losing that title before WrestleMania. Nah. Yeah. Who's she going to lose it to? There's no one on this show. Whoa. She would only possibly lose it back to... Whoa. Whoa. What, Becky? Becky's yeah. not on this show.
2: Listen, they make things up.
3: <laughs>
2: she's <laughs> you, big time Bex. They make Bex. things
3: up. They do. I'm big time Bex. I can go wherever I
2: want. Whoa, yeah. whoa, you know. Whoa. I don't necessarily whoa. think
3: you're wrong. But at the same time, she there's no one on SmackDown to lose this title to. You mean the I Queen. Not, not the until, opportunity. Yeah, not, not until Charlotte comes back, that yeah. is. The
1: Queen. And we, and we can't wait to see another Charlotte Ronda match. because I haven't seen that enough.
2: What? Well, booked under Triple H? Yeah, I'm excited for that. Is that sarcasm? SmackDown's yes. women's
3: division in shambles. Yeah, it's it not is, great.
2: Man. It's not great. It's like it's wastage. It's like nothing means
1: anything. It's just like yeah. meaningless existence. Mm. Uh, we've got a video package for Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Cool. Uh, We then got the announcement that it's going to be Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus Damage Control rematch for the women's tag titles at Crown
3: Jewel. This has made me more confident in my uh, predictions battle with Oli Davis Mm -hmm. for one reason only. I think this match exists... To have the first ever uh, women's title change in Saudi Arabia. Oh, that's fun! Mm -hmm. And that because I thought that as well about Bailey and Bianca. Mm. And now with this match on the show, I think Bianca has stands a better chance of retaining her title. Mm. You
2: think? I I feel like Damage Control might wipe out the whole thing and walk out champions together in the end. Totally possible. Uh, Totally
3: possible. But I don't know. I'm trying to galaxy brain this. I want to keep this title. I need all the gold.
2: Yeah, I want you gu-
1: to, yeah
3: you need We need to LIW to hold well, all yeah, the Yeah, I the need gold. you to legitimize yeah.
2: right. yeah. why I'm here.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we then had Braun Strowman come out. MVP cut up promo in saying that he's pulled the strings and he's got five opponents for Braun. So five local lads come mm-hmm. out. Braun Strowman comes out and just bats them all on the entrance. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like the same spot they did with Maximum Male Models. Pretty much exactly the same thing. They're in the same spot and then his music and they go, Oh no! And then he hits them. Uh, and then he power slams MVP a few times.
3: Fine. Tempest you had a line about what Ron did to the guys. Did I? Yes. They exploded. They did explode. There was men exploding. Men
1: exploded. Yeah.
2: And, and you sing that song.
1: It's raining, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Hallelujah. It's exploding, Hallelujah, man. Exploding man. We've we'll changed the lyrics for royalty reasons.
1: For royalty reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> We're we'll about to change the lyrics. Um I thought this was fine. I thought it was a bit of a waste of the local talent. I thought it would have been cool to see Braun actually beat him up. Yeah. Rather than just do the... And then they go. gone.
2: You, did you really care? It's like bowling alley I mean, pinballs. just not, yeah.
1: not particularly, but like Braun got over in the first place by beating up local talent. He did. So I would have thought it would have been like, you know, pick up three of them at the same time. Braun can do that. All yeah. of them were pretty small. Like, uh, a bit a cool thing,
3: yeah. you know? I don't think it matters too much one way or the other. Not but really. If I, had, if I was booking it, yeah, I'd probably have him beat five people instead of just running through them.
2: Yeah. Then being people accuse him that they're booking him like, you know, Wardlow. there there really is like rippling like he's getting pushed like Wardlow with the power bombs I mean, and stuff like that and he he was. Well, is it a copy homework situation? It's like I, I mean, is yeah, Wardlow? not
3: the first guy to get the, the Goldberg push by. Any no. Least. Absolutely not. Uh,
2: it's more of a Wardlow push
1: where he just <laughs> power bombs people 10,000 times, spams them like a video game. When Braun was just doing the power bombs, I was like that's a direct ripoff. Yeah. Now he's doing power slams. I'm like, that's a bit different.
2: Th- that's his old finisher, the one that yeah. Lashley couldn't use anymore because
1: Brown mm. was doing it. it yeah. He's another move. Uh, Gunther did a promo backstage saying he was going to win. And then we got an announcement. Next week on SmackDown, we're doing the SmackDown World Cup. Random. What's that? I don't know, Tempest. What is it? What's that? Football. Football. Footy. Footy. Or oh, soccer for Fo- Americans. Football. Um, Football. I don't know. It's a it's it's a tournament of some kind. I'd assume it's a
2: World Cup. You win a World Cup, but what? Shane McMahon's
1: gonna win. Yeah, best wrestler in the world. I don't. What? What is it? What, yeah. Who's in it? What surprise? Nationali- What's the prize? Nationality.
2: I think nationalities. They're gonna do nationalities in it. I'd I, say it, so. It's a World Cup. I mean, yeah. you got certain people from that from that from that continent from that, continent, from AAA, that H, country. Triple H loves it? doing
1: that. Yeah, yeah. He he did it on all the the promotion for the Heritage Cup. I want to say. Yeah. The UK was all like the, the country stuff. He did it for like the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. People had like the, where they were from and all that stuff. You remember when they did the World Cup that determined the best in the world and it yeah. was eight Americans. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Oh. And, it, and it was won by Shane McMahon. Yeah, it was. Um, world. Uh, Nakamura is going to be facing Santos Escobar next week and I'm, we got a I'm promo worried about that. I'm worried about that. We got a promo from Legado del Fantasma which I really liked. Really like this Fantas promo. Great. I love that they have me and you mentioned this back in the NXT days when you had uh Hit Row yes. Legado and people like that doing promos in different places yep. and having their own cinematic style to it. Just adds to their character, makes them feel unique and different. It's great.
3: It was always a thing that killed me when they would do NXT call-ups like Tyler Breeze does his cell phone selfie promos, and then he goes to the main roster and he's just doing regular backstage promos with mm-hmm. an interviewer, it's like, no! He's special because he's different in that yeah. way. As soon as you make him just another guy, that's how everyone sees them. Yeah. If you just had everybody in Legato just doing the same promo but backstage with an interviewer, it's not as effective.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. Who do you think that will win? Uh, Escobar or Nakamura?
1: Escobar. Escobar. Nakamura got the good win last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. Now Santos moment. can win.
2: It's true, but I just don't want Nakamura to lose it. Like, you, like, kind of like with Ricochet, you want more for him in his regime. Nakamura is another guy we want more for. And then if he loses to Escobar, yeah, it's great for Escobar. I want him to win. So I'm, I'm of two minds because Escobar is someone I wanted on a main roster a year ago, mm-hmm. a year or two ago because I felt like he's been ready for a long time, and it would be a great feather in his cap. But I want more for Nakamura too. Can I have both?
1: I do as well. But I think similar to earlier with. The Liv Morgan stuff, there's other priorities right now. And the priority Damn. is establishing Santos Escobar on the main roster. It's true. I've
3: also just given
1: up hope. On yeah, on Nakamura. Nakamura is yeah. too late. Although, <laughs> his time was SummerSlam when he lost to Jinder Mahal. That was his time to yeah. become WWE champion. And they were like, nah, Jinder. Like, so stupid. I also, right.
3: the people watching the podcast will notice I just had like a far off look and I was like, because <gasps> <gasps> I, I just started thinking about shinsuke nakamura i was just like yeah well you know my real test to see if shinsuke nakamura still got it will be his match with keiji muto next mm-hmm. year yeah now keep in mind keiji muto doesn't exactly have it. i'm about to anymore, say that yeah. Yeah. yeah but if his presentation in a japanese match is going to be different that, that'll that kind of be my indication about whether or not this is simply a wwe thing but then i was like wait a minute what if he's got subconscious back as his music <laughs> <laughs> the- Best goddamn entrance theme ever.
2: a New Japan theme.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh. I
2: love that song. Yeah,
3: love that song. He
2: never changed the or face. He kept it throughout. Mm-hmm. He really loved that song. Love it.
1: Uh, we then had the main event: Intercontinental Championship, Gunther vs. Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio died. The Hot end. Damn. This, this was, was fun. Everything I wanted it to be. Yep. This was so much fun. I. Don't know how Rey Mysterio is this good still. He is turning 48 in, like, a month. Yeah. It's kind of Madness. Kind of wild. wild how good he still is. This, the first part of this match was exactly what you thought it was going to be. Gunther just manhandling Rey Mysterio, just chucking him around, throwing him into the corner, chops, the whole lot, just beating him down. Very enjoyable beatdown to watch. And this is what I've been talking about in other weeks and stuff, where you can have, like, a heel beatdown that's not boring. Mm-hmm. It's this. Um... And then I was like, man, I'm really enjoying Gunther beating up Rey Mysterio. Then Rey started to get back into match. I was like, I like this even more. Mm-hmm. Him with his hope spots coming back, the crazy yeah. counters that he was doing, just like the, the flurry of little offense gets shut down by Gunther, and then you do another little flurry of offense. And it was like, those little hope spots were so, so good. I don't know how the physics works for this. Where Gunther's doing a second rope powerbomb, gets him up for it, leans off the ropes, and then they counter it into a hurricane run. It's like the power bomb's already started. Mm. How'd you get the how'd you get the torque? How'd you get the momentum to do whatever? They did it. Uh, the crowd were going a bit nuts later on in this match as well, which is great because this was a pre-taped smackdown as well. And the crowd was still hot. Great. Um, so they were going a bit nuts, really into every near four. There was a really good near four. What Gunther did is his shotgun dropkick kick to the corner, straight into a power bomb. And I was like, Well, that's it. Great, great finish to the match. Yep. Nope, that's a two count. I was mm. like, what? That's cool. Um, they had a really good spot that you, you mentioned as soon as you saw it, where, uh, Ray got him into the 619 position, bounced off the ropes and got back up and Gunther already stood up. So we just drop kicked him again to put him back into the 619 position, then hit the 619. I was like...
3: That's just nice. It was a really good spot because both guys kind of were telegraphing what they were going to do. Where it was that thing where, like, the heel gets set up for the 619, but they're kind of looking over their shoulder the whole time. Like, they're waiting for Ray to hit the ropes. But Ray was also looking at him while he was doing it. Mm -hmm. So it was this thing where it's like the counter is being countered in a very realistic way. And I was watching the whole thing on, on, like, unwind and i was going like if this is just walter turns around and hits him i'd be like that is telegraphed too much but Mm -hmm. because the telegraph was telegraphed i was like it's perfect wrestling yeah perfect god
1: it's so good isn't it Mm. and you know what was even better was the actual bloody finish i love this so much because it was that spot again of going for the 619 gunther gets up smacks him with a big boot and then he's on the floor he grabs his arm and literally, with one movement, throws him up into the air with his arm, and then just swats him. Bang! Out the air, and then he just pins him. I was like, that's perfect. Perfect finish. What, what a finish. It's absolutely spot on. What I love about Gunther slash Walter matches is that he has so many unique finishes. We've spoken about this before that he always ends a match in a in a unique way, and, when, and he gets over a different finish so when he does stuff like the drop kick into the power yeah. bomb in the corner and you're near for it, you go oh my god he won with a match yep. won a match with that before and this time he's such a master of in-ring psychology that it never feels cheap yeah mm-hmm. whenever he does a unique finish you're like oh you, ne- you never think like oh, i didn't see that coming that was a bit anticlimactic it always works and it, al- it always feels right and this was another example where it was sort of a clothesline ish it was perfect though Yep. fit exactly what the match was.
2: I I want Gunter to be the longest Intercontinental Champion of all time. I want him to That'd break. him. I want him to break Hulk, uh, record. If there's ever a time to do it. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. Santino Mare was the last time where they <laughs> put it up and they didn't follow through. Of all the champions, it's not a Shinsuke situation where they give him a title and forget him for like a mm-hmm. year and never defends the title in a pay-per-view. I feel like Gunter's title reign has legitimized the intercontinental title again. Mm. And they should go all the way because Gunter's got a history of having long title reigns. He had a long United, uh, United Kingdom uh, championship title reign as well. Do the same thing. I want him to hold the title longer than... Someone has to break Honky Tonk uh, Man's record and I would like it to be
3: Gunter. Me too. I don't think I've ever seen anybody be better at the David versus Goliath match than this guy. Yeah. Like, genuinely, it's one thing if you have him going up against another, like, bruiser like Sheamus, and you know that match is going to be great. But it's something else when you also know that if he goes up against, like, a Tyler Bate, Rey Mysterio type, that it's also going to be great. Mm. And it's just at the point that Walter against anybody is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. He's one if, of the best so, wrestlers in the world. It's yeah. almost as if Walter Great. He's a perfect wrestler. He's, perfect. he's a perfect wrestler. Diary in general. Genuinely. He he's incredible. He's one of the most impressive performers I've ever seen. Yep. Yeah. I Absolutely. think yeah. you
1: put him against pretty much anyone. He'll fit the match to fit the wrestler's style. And
3: that is so good. Oh. If um, he holds this title until like WrestleMania, I think you can make a legit case that he's the best intercontinental champion of all time. Wow. Who's, the hell who's of a probably time. the best IC champion in your mind? I don't know. I don't know. It's like a weird middle ground for a lot of people. There's like mm. an upper tier yeah. of Intercontinental Champions. I don't know if there's like a definitive one because like Jericho never had like a great Intercontinental Championship reign. He just mm. held it a lot of times. Yeah, mm. You know, that sort of thing. Miz? No. No. I do not give Miz any credit for that. Like What? He had a good month in 2016 where he had a good Talking to Max segment and then he had a good match with Dolph Ziggler. But otherwise... I, I do not care. I do not care. He was facing Apollo Crews at SummerSlam a month before that in a match no one cared about, and got, it was like a two star match. A month before that, he was facing Darren Young in a match no one cared about. Rob
2: that... Van Damme? Yeah.
3: It's yeah, like, again, there's a lot of people in that kind of tier, that upper tier, like the Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, Randy much Savage true. kind of tier of like great Intercontinental Champions. I think just from match quality-wise, I think Walter is already like surpassing all of them. He's put on some absolute bangers so I far. I agree,
2: by the way. That, that's a hot take. Sizzling hot take here by LIW. Baby. Mm.
1: Uh, overall, then, I thought it was a very enjoyable episode of SmackDown. Yeah. I thought it was a really decent mix of building to Crown Jewel, had some good, like you know for a go-home show it wasn't there wasn't anything that's was like oh i have to watch crown jewel now or anything like that which mm. could, you could say is a detriment to this one but i think it was a decent mix of building two crown jewel and making you interested in that show but also making you excited for what comes after yeah and it's saying like well next week we've got this thing and we've got this other feud that's building over here i thought it was a really good mix of that on this show and while it was you could tell they didn't have as many people like uh, some of the people had gone to saudi and stuff like that they'd they'd covered their bases and yep. they'd left a good show behind as well and that, I, this was just that, that's enjoyable. my thing
3: we've said a lot of the times where it's like when the bloodline stuff isn't focused on it feels like there isn't a focus to that episode of smackdown mm. this didn't really feel like that because yeah. woo because we had the walter and Rey mysterio match that had been built up properly and yep. was the focus of this episode of smackdown mm-hmm. and as long as you have that thing filling that void i think it's totally fine to not have the bloodline on every single show absolutely
2: And also the Bray Wyatt uh, Mm -hmm. storyline also anchored the episode as well. I feel like... Bray Wyatt, since he's come back to SmackDown, has added a lot to SmackDown because he used to be like heavily reliant on the Bloodline. Like you mm. said, if he ain't Bloodline heavy, the show's not worth watching. But it, they've got layers now, and and like you guys mentioned, they had a title match. We had to, we were looking forward to it. a bit of a dream match because you had someone that's the mm. best in their field. I mean, Ramesh is one of the best high flyers today. Yep, if, you
1: know he's been around. And one game. of the best like small guys. Exactly. This is one of the best big guys. When like, they had the face off, oh, right? No, like, yeah.
2: I mean, Gunther kind of looked like great yeah. Carly for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that face yeah. off. Like, the guy's big. But yeah, so this SmackDown, even though there wasn't something a headline like in, in terms of newsworthy, mm. the match was great. Bray was great. And Shayna's been rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. Liv's push is looking much better than it, mm-hmm. it did last week. Oh, for sure. So there's more positives than there were negative. It's <sighs> But yeah.
1: And, I, and I'd say the stuff that wasn't as good in the show took up way less time yes. than yeah. all the stuff that was good. So, like. I'd say this is like a high 4 out of 5 show. This is really, really good. Just watching The Miz comments rolling in. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Miz really suck. Come on. Oh,
3: I'm glad we agree. This this is... uh,
1: The anti-Miz channel cannot say anything nice because their boy MJF will be heartbroken. Wait, I said nice things about The Miz. That's not true. Sat Sat said something else about The Miz. The Miz versus Seth Rollins for the IC title at Backlash was great.
3: Yeah. Also, Miz was not the champion for that match.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's Chris Manion champion for a reason. Uh, it's good. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Rampage. It's Rampage. <laughs> and I mean, we're going to go over time on this show anyway, but we'll try and keep it it's not short. not much to talk about on this show but after But we opener. do have the opener to talk about because I'm just going to say some sentences. Mike Tyson was on commentary. Uh-huh. Orange Cassidy was defending his All-Atlantic Championship against Katsuyori Shibata. Oh my god! Oh my god, it's Shibata! On AEW Rampage.
3: Bonkers. Madness. I uh, have uh, some things to say about this match, believe it or not. Please take the floor. Well, see here's here, here are my number of thoughts about this. Number one, I think it's weird that Shibata's first match in AEW was a loss. I think that's strange. I do acknowledge that they've absolutely booked themselves into a corner with this match where you either change the title, mm. which you probably don't want to do because Cassie only won it a month ago, but at the same time, you don't really want to beat Shibata. The same time, at the same time, I do think that, like you said in the office, set, this is the first impression a lot of people are going to have for Shibata and just portraying these matches as dream matches doesn't quite work for me in this situation. Like, for me, yeah, I want to see Shibata versus Danielson. That's obvious. But I think you need to set him up with some wins before he's going to face Danielson to see why they're on equal, equal tiers and everything. My other note about this is that while people were very receptive of Shibata coming out and they kind of knew that this was a big deal, I don't think very many people in the crowd there actually were familiar with him Because there were a lot of spots in this match that had they happened like in Japan or in front of, you know, I don't know, a New York crowd or like the the hardest of the hardcore fan base. There were a lot of spots that didn't really get much of a reaction. Like Orange Cassidy hitting the PK on Shibata, stealing his finisher, didn't really get anything. Shibata's corner drop kick didn't really get anything. A lot of those type of things where it's like trademark Shibata spots. I was like... Oh my gosh, Shibata's finisher! And people were just kind of like... You know? As if they were seeing any other spot. Mm-hmm. It didn't detract that much from the match. Because they were still into it. There were still this is awesome chance, But it did feel like this was a crowd that didn't feel familiar with this guy. The same way that like when Moxley faced Kojima at All Out, there weren't that many people cheering for Kojima's big spots. So it's like... You do the best with what you can, because not every one of these, you know, crowds are going to be familiar with the Japanese guys, but it is a bit of a shame when you look at what a match could have been. Mm-hmm. Sure. That being said, Shibata wrestled on AEW TV, and how unbelievably surreal is that?
1: Yeah, it, it was kind of insane to me because I'm I'm not familiar with Shibata's work as well because I didn't I when I first started hearing about New Japan and understanding that that was after Shibata's uh, uh, incident and everything. So everything that I've heard about Shibata was retroactive, and just seeing him wrestle here, I was like, "Man, he was great, wasn't he?" Sure was. Like seeing like just like his is the fluidness with how he moved and the speed in which he got into certain holds and things like that i'm like man this guy was great
2: everything matters every spot matters it's mm. not just a transition every yep. hold has a meaning yep. that's why shibato is one of the greatest in the ring and like like what tempest said i didn't like that was a lot of people's first impression because it because what's going to happen i mean face brian danielson obviously we've yet to see Tony Khan let a Japanese uh, new Japan guy go over his guys. Mm-hmm. He's obviously going to have a 0-2 record unless they pad it up in dark and make it mean something. <laughs> so, he they put themselves into a corner. Shibata Why? Dark. <laughs> yeah, listen, they did Minoru Suzuki on YouTube or dark or whatever.
1: That so was there's... on Rampage, technically. The Rampage Buy-in, yeah the wherever. rampage buy
2: yeah, yeah. rampant potato potato same thing <laughs> it's,
1: against <Danielson>. it's fine <laughs> what i'm saying
2: is like i hope they do better with him next time because he he has two match in mind unless they can convince him hey do you want to beat a couple of jericho Appreci- appreciation mm-hmm. society guys you know be an honorary member of the bcc because you mm-hmm. kind of match the vibe you know, but they should have done more to video packages, something to make people understand that this guy's coming back. It's like Brian Danielson coming back from the concussion by another company, they're making him lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it means something, him wrestling for the first time like, in six years. Just do more. Mm-hmm. They should have done more. But it was a great match. Orange Cassidy he is a great wrestler. Despite the character, he is one of the best in ring guys and he deserves to win, but it should. It's kind of like the whole Sting thing in WWE. For me, is like could have done more because Sting. It's kind mm-hmm. of Shibata could have done more.
1: Yeah, I, I think you can get away with Shibata losing here. It like if you wanted to tell the story of Shibata's return, you can be like, well, he's not, he's not hundred percent. You know, yeah. he's still got all this stuff. So it's like even if Orange Cassidy isn't quite seen on the same level as Shibata in terms of like their their legacy and their their um influence in the wrestling industry. You can get away with Cassidy beating Shabata and just being like, well, Shibata's got that he's injury that he's, that he's never going to get over. That's know? like
2: Brian Danielson's coming back after how many years using to, losing to Toriyano in the Tokyo
1: Dome. I, People would have burnt that place down. I, I think it's slightly <laughs> different. But, no, but
2: Yano is a legit guy as well. He steals victory. That's his That's his thing.
1: No, no, I know. I'm, I'm not complaining about Toriyano. That's not the bit that I think is different. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the bit that I think is different. Toriyano is amazing. Uh, I think that... For this though, the significance of him not being cleared in New Japan and having to come over here is another like layer to it. Mm-hmm. Plus, I also think Shibata's injury is much more serious than Brian Danielson's. Oh no,
2: bleeding on the brain. I mean,
1: come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's
3: real bad. Um still love this match. Though. Oh yeah. No, this was this is very, very good. Um, I wanted to weep seeing Shibata wrestle again. Mm. He's a like, he's a good boy. I felt so bad for Shibata because literally the New Japan ascent in mm-hmm. popularity happened like as he was on yep. his way out. Yeah, mm. like the because you literally had the Omega Okada first match in the Tokyo Dome, and like two months later, Shibata's career ends. Yeah, and this is right around the time that everybody starts tuning into mm-hmm. to New Japan World, like the the G1 Climax in 2017 is right around the corner you had, you know, Jericho coming in right around the corner from that. The second Omega Okada match was like a month after that. Like things just kept building after that, but Shibata kind of had to sit on the sidelines for all of it, and mm-hmm. it's a shame cuz he would have been like everyone's favorite wrestler had he been there.
2: Yeah. Quick mention: Mike Tyson was good on commentary, much better than
3: Jericho. Much better than Jericho. Wasn't it was bad. Which is a low bar to get over. Yes, but he did it regardless. Like I didn't feel like he added anything to commentary, but he didn't detract from it either. It wasn't offensive. Yeah, it's yeah, just it like was he, he, he was—he right. was a fan who was on commentary and knew when not to talk over everybody.
1: It was They got a fan. They dragged a the fan onto commentary, but like, was, hey, do some commentary. He won uh, a special prize. Yeah. <laughs> But it's Mike Tyson. Um, good job, Mike Tyson. Tony Storm cut a promo on Jamie <coughs> Hater. Cool. It was all right. Brian Anderson and Claudio Castagnoli say they should both be challenging Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor title. And William Regal said that Jericho has to make a choice between them, which pays, pays off later. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then got uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hater versus Madison Rain and Sky Blue match. was Fine, about what you would expect. Sky Blue got worked over, but was a good like underdog uh, in in this match. I thought. Uh, Jamie Hater eventually got the win with a ripcord clothesline, or as JR says, or whatever that is. That's it's what a, it is. It's 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 a ripcord clothesline, JR. That's what the commentary just said. It is. That's that's it, what it is.
2: Is a stone cold or Whatever that is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. Who knows? Um, so yeah, Jamie Hater got the win, which is good. because She's gonna be facing Tony Storm. Tony Stone came out after the match. Does like a little face to face with Hater. They have a good brawl. I thought this was a really nice brawl. I, I thought I, this was a very effective brawl. I, mm. I, I could feel the heat from them from the from this, and uh, that you, a lot of times you can you can sense heatless brawls, yeah, uh, especially in AEW. Uh, but you could you could feel the the tension in this one. I thought it was they have good chemistry. Obviously, they have good chemistry. Um,
2: but yeah, I thought it was really good. Also, Britt gave the title to Jamie. She sure did to tell afterwards, afterwards, yeah. the Hilton. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That That's absolutely right. Yeah, Britt Baker kind of knocked Tony Storm out with the belt and gave the belt to Jamie Hater afterwards and was being all like nice and friendly and stuff, which means she's going to turn on Jamie Hater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Was good. I thought this
3: was all very effective. I I can't believe they haven't given a team name to Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Like Sky Rain. It feels like there's something there. Blue oh, they, I, Rain. I, I, I'd actually a team. I mean, they've this teamed is, a couple times. Yeah, now. this is like the second time they've teamed on TV. Sky Rain. Yeah. Rain, blue rain, blue rain,
1: blue. So There's got to be something. Someone Sky. more creative than me. Nope. Sky blue. Right. That's, that's her d- name. just that's her, her name. name. <laughs> that's just her name, sat Ma- Madison Rain. No. Oh crap. That's that's that's. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jericho then answered the promo from Danielson and Claudio earlier, uh, saying that he's going to fight both of them, but also with Sammy Guevara in it's a fatal four way.
3: Okay. I'm sure it'll be a great match. Yep. I'm sure it will be. Mm-hmm. Do you think so, Sammy Guevara is going to win the title? I would doubt it.
1: I, I, I would doubt it. Would they at least tease it? They that he's te- that I'm I sure, sure they he'll, some tension he'll here. lie down
3: and then roll them up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they
1: tease tension here. Jericho saying like, hey, we can beat up Claudio and Danielson. And then once we've gotten rid of them, you'll know what to do. And Guevara was like, huh? As yeah, that is off. true.
2: Do, do, do what? What do I need to do? Tell yeah. me.
1: So... We'll see how that plays out. Can't wait. Uh Ricky Starks came out and did a promo. Yay! Ricky Starks said fans have been wanting to see Ricky Starks on AEW TV. And me and Temis were both like, he watches the WrestleTalk podcast.
3: Confirmed. Confirmed. Love you, Ricky. Yeah. Glad he's to see great. you back.
1: Um, he cuts a really good promo, as always, and uh enters himself into the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournaments. Yay. Good. I hope he wins. Me yeah, too. That would be do. really cool. Genuinely, yeah. That'd be really, really cool if he does. I'm into it. Uh, Sammy Guevara then cut a promo. Why? <laughs> saying, there's no tension between me and Jericho. And also, Brian Danielson, I want another match. Okay.
2: He said two out of three, so you can beat him twice, so he can confirm he's the best in the world, which sure. is a good line I liked. As I was like, it's true. If you beat the guy twice, you can confirm you're better than him. Yeah. Without doing 50 50 booking. Yeah. Two, two, two to one.
3: I'm sure, it'll yeah. be a good match. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a good match. I do like that their their backstage segments on this show were kind of like the tethering thread mm-hmm. for the whole thing. It has through line. Yeah, yeah. Which they don't the have show, very often on Rampage. That's true.
2: Allegedly, they they start uh, bulk uh, filming and stuff so they can add it to the show. So it, it's mm-hmm. starting to show. Good.
1: That. Yeah. Whatever whatever you need to do. Yep. Uh, we then had the main event of Rampage, which is the Gates of Agony versus War Joe. Ugh. In the pre-match promo, Wardlow says, I don't care about this match. I care about Powerhouse Hobbs. And he cut off uh, Samoa Joe and by he the And cut way. off Samoa Joe in his promo. Shouldn't do that. Don't you be doing that, Wardlow. Joe's gonna kill you. Joe is gonna kill you. Um, there is so much beef in this segment. Mm-hmm. Wardlow, Joe, uh, Khan, and Toa. So much beef. And then afterwards, in the post-match angle, you had powerhouse power hops as well. I was yeah. like, that's some beefy boys
3: right there. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a fine match. It's fine. Well, it was what it was. People do not care about the Gates of agony at all. Not even it's a little like bit. all he said on the Dynamite podcast. It's like they keep pushing these guys as like this threatening force, but they've like never won on TV. Bingo. Exactly.
2: Bingo. exactly. Bingo. exactly. No, they on their head. And people are like, you gotta watch Dark. You need a dark. Mm-hmm. You need a dark. I don't have much time to watch Dark. Exactly. I want to watch Rampage. And dynamite, mm-hmm. when there, that counts. It's kind of yeah. like if the tree falls in the forest, no one hears it, does it fall in the forest? No, it doesn't, allegedly. I mean, it, it does. Allegedly. Right? Does well, it,
3: does, it doesn't make
1: a sound. But it does, doesn't does it? it? Does it?
2: Does it? That's the thing. Does it make a sound? I
3: don't does know. Does it make a
1: sound, chat? I don't know. Come on, does chat. Does it
3: make a sound? <laughs> if um. If the gates of agony went on dark, no one's there to watch it. Do they get over? Do they get over? <laughs> no. The no. No.
1: Um... Uh so yeah, so uh Wardro obviously won. i got the pin. Cool. Uh he did lots of power bombs. And I quite liked during the match though, they were trying to tell the story of Wardlow being distracted by Powerhouse Hobbs. Like during the match, he was just standing on the ropes and just looking in the crowd, like looking for powerhouse hubs. And I was like, that's good. You mm. know, they're trying to tell that story. Um but he got the win in the end. Powerhouse Hobbs came out, but was just on the stage and was like, title, you're holding it. Title, mine. And that was that. No, and
2: also Samoa Joe's trying to calm him down. Oh, yeah, of course. And he pushed Samoa Joe out of the way. That's twice the disrespect to Samoa, Samoa mm-hmm. Joe. Less, less has happened where Samoa Joe just snaps at someone. Mm-hmm. That, for me, telegraphed that Samoa Joe is going to cost Wardlow the TNT title and Hobbs is going to win. I don't hate it.
3: I don't hate it either. Yeah. I think that sets up Wardlow and Joe and that'll be a fun match and it'll get the title on Paros Hobbs. And mm-hmm. I'm all about that. Yeah. All of those options sound great. This is yet another example of the main event taking place in the opener. The opener taking place in the main event. Yep. And you can't give me the excuse where it's like, oh, was after dynamite, so they were tired. It's like, no, this one was live, mm-hmm. so that doesn't that excuse doesn't work anymore. I genuinely think it's the time slot, in that it's late, so they want to put the best thing on first. You know? mm. I don't care. Yeah, I know. Give yeah. me a reason to watch the whole show. You're yeah.
2: telling me my my match was rubbish, so you put me on last. That. That's... Yeah. That's called a death
3: spot. And yeah. in a death spot. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying yeah. that's their logic. I, you're probably not wrong. I'm just, yeah. I'm kind of fed up with it. Oh, yeah. At sure. this point. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it, it's whatever. I just, I end my rampage viewing experience being like, oh, no one really cared about that match. Did they? Mm. Yeah. You know, which is opposed to the opener, which started really hot. It's like, Yeah, I want to feel that way for the entire show, or Mm -hmm. at the very least, the end of the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I can finish and be like, man, what a great show that was. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Overall, this was a fine episode. It had Shibata on it. Yeah.
1: So you can't be too mad about it. Shibata
3: adds like a whole star to this show on his own. For sure, yeah. At least a whole star. I'd say this is like a high three, low four. High three, yeah. I'd say so.
1: Yeah. I left it kind of like, it's all right.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's a free. Yeah. Watch Shibata's match. That's yeah. if that counts, so yeah. Yeah. And maybe Ricky Starks promo. Yes. I like Ricky too, Starks. Mm, Ricky Stark's promo is good.
1: Um so before we get into the rest of your ultra chats here, we have to say thank you to some very special people, and those are a $25 and above pledge hammers. On our Patreon page. If you haven't been to our Patreon page yet. You should. There's lots of really good stuff on there. So much bonus content. We have got our brand new show over on Parts of Unknown. Yes. Survival series. Please watch it. Which, by the way, the feedback to that has been amazing so far. The, it's great. The, the reception to it. People have absolutely loved that show. And we're so happy that people like it. But there is an uncut version of that. Where you can see all of our entire thought processes and all our respective breakdowns on Patreon. It's like an hour and 15 minutes long of Mm -hmm. all of our things back to back to back. Of all of our uh, going through all those, all the trying to name every WWE champion. It's a wild ride, um, would recommend.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Go watch it. There are a lot of bits that couldn't make it into the final cut, uh, but are still very good. Like a lot of Adams working out of mm. the WWE title, going into like the Royal Rumble 2010 mm. and being like, was that Cena? No, no, it wasn't. No, it was Sheamus. But wait, how did this and that and blah, blah, blah. No. That whole bit that didn't make it in, still very fun to watch. So I would absolutely recommend going over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and checking it out. I agree. And also, if you haven't seen the video on Parts of Unknown yet, go watch it! It's it's,
1: it's good. It's really good. We're really happy with it. There's a
2: Batista joke in there, I really appreciate it. You have to check it out.
1: Yeah. It's really good. It's it's a good Batista joke. Um, uh, So, we're gonna do bumper shoutouts for this one. Loads more of them, because the Hall of Fame music was super duper loud on the Dynamite show, and you couldn't hear what they were saying. So
3: hopefully, it's now quiet. I can't hear it blasting through those headphones. I can't so hear it blasting through the headphones, so I'm going to sign. assume
1: that the level is okay. Uh, so if you pledge on our Patreon page at a $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to... We've got a list will we'll, we'll go me, sat, you the whole way through. Okay? Cool. Ready? So thank you to the $100 man, C.D. Horver.
3: Yeah. He ran Aaron Haran. Hanrahan. Hanrahan, but close enough. Yeah. I can't see from that far. <laughs> the Kessel Run, DX Solo. Yeah. The Findicator, Finn Brennan. Finn
1: Brennan!
3: Double L, Liam Leonard. Yeah. The Mad Mac, The Meat Father. Yeah. Have an Argy Bargy Margy Pargy. <laughs>
2: Abdominal Michael Abbeck.
3: Abominable. Abominable. Abdominal. Abdominal Abominal. Abominable. Abominable Abnormal Stress. I know, abominable. Ab- the ab- abnormal, abominable. A bomb in a bowl. A bomb in a bowl. Abominable. A bomb and a ball. A
2: bomb in a ball. Abominable. 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 Ab- why, why did you come with that name? It's Abominable Michael Abbott. It's I not that hard. It is, it is hard. It's, you
3: say it again. Abominable Michael Abbott. There you I know you said did it. it.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm clapping for you. Thank you. are yes. doing that. I needed
2: that. Yeah.
3: Ryan Disco Stewart moving it along. The Roller Coaster Robert Acosta. Yeah. Chris
2: the Cypriot Sensation.
3: Petru. P- P- Petru. Yeah. He's no jackass, Dano. Yeah. Fantastic, Mr. Good Old Fox. Yeah. The Venerable, Jesse Venable. Yeah. The Cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Yeah. Because Kevin Stone-Con said so. Yeah.
2: Nathan, the street racing prophet. Yeah.
3: The British Bulldog, Billip Boy J. Smith Jr. Yeah. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Yeah.
2: Ronald Coleman,
3: baby! Yeah. Wrestle Talk's personal ring nope, announcer. I did that one. Next he, he one. Last. He can last yep. Sean for longer than you in the ring. <laughs> That's funny. Starbucks, Stephen Costa. Yeah.
2: Shield Manon, the Zornyce. The Zornyce. Yeah.
3: And Will, the MS Warrior, Stewart. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us through the bumper
1: shoutouts. We need to do the ones from AEW. And I can and read, today. I can read guys. And don't, you don't, don't, can read. not from that angle, but I can read. Yeah. Well, that is what it is. Um as as the the news will tell you, you can read off a of prompter. Um, let's get into the last bits of your off-chats here at RussellTalk.com forward slash support. Last chance to get those in, all the ones that are five US bucks and up. By the time the show goes off the air, Edgar Carrasco has been a main bird for 12 months in a row. Uh, love the Bloodline segments, but uh, was I the only one who got a hint of a New Day heel turn? Loved Survival Series Tempest, LIW for life. Thank you so much.
3: Um, New Day heel turn? I didn't quite see a heel turn. I mean, they all no. joined in on a four-on-two beatdown, which is they a bit heelish, but... That's about all I got of that. Yeah,
1: that's fine. I, I didn't get any heel turn hints. It was just them standing up for their title reign. Mm-hmm, agreed. Uh, Charlie Griffiths said, uh, Could we see Bailey tie Bella's hair to the bottom rope to keep her down for the 10
3: count, and Bianca is forced to cut it to retain her title? Interesting. Ooh. She could roll to the outside and then stand she on could. the outside. Yeah. I thought she was going to get her hair tied to the ladder and then not mm-hmm. be able to climb. Yeah. That was the finish. That was the finish, but they didn't do it. They didn't do it because I figured it out. Yeah, yeah, they
1: swerved you, you, bro. They yeah. swerved you specifically. Sorry, uh Reese Hovenbitzer said, everyone talks about how Shane McMahon won the best in the world tournament, but no one talks about how if Shane never inserted himself into the match, the final would have been Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. I was thinking this yeah. to myself
3: literally as we were talking about that. Yeah. I was like, so stupid. <laughs> final to determine the best in the world, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. The yeah. World Cup. Yep. With people from Cleveland. The, the, wait, because it
1: wasn't... The- the phrasing was stupid. I can't remember. We're over time anyway. I won't go into it. Mitchell Gillum said, uh, Would be cool if Cody won money in the bank, cashed in on Roman, but there's a technicality and the contract is only for the Universal title. Cody thinks it's for both belts and is forced to hand back the WWE title, letting down his dad and it gets one belt off Roman. I don't I like hate that. that.
2: That's, that, no, it sucks. No, no, no. Gosh, no. No, yeah, I don't no, like
1: it. No. I don't like it. No. No. On the subject of Rampage, Cassidy Delaney said, "Hey there, lads! Shibata just had the best match there's ever been on Rampage." Uh, Can't I don't know. say I would
3: agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think he has been
1: Dynamite debut,
2: wasn't a Dynamite debut yeah. a, a, a very good match.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know how those uh, are words I can say, but them also be true. Uh, but here we are, and yes, I did scream, "Oh God, no!" when he took that DDT. So glad he's healthy. Agreed
3: to that. Yeah, I mean, there's that like... was me being like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> I mean... took a
3: DDT." I, I'd say like the Moxley Uda match was probably better than this one. I mean, Danielson, 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 Kingston, Yeah.
2: Where did um, Christian
3: and Omegas match? Christian and Kenny, and Kenny for the Impact title was, was great. It was, yeah. it was like a Young Bucks. Uh, like Lucha first. First, Brothers. That's what right? to say, yeah. yeah, Young yeah. Bucks Lucha Brothers match yeah. on Rampage was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good yeah. matches
1: um, Cassidy's only again said I'm just so happy after everything he's been through and just almost dying it's amazing to see him back and I did indeed cry at the end of it I just want to know why in the hell did it open the show I love Warjo but they should not uh, but they should not have closed the show I don't know either Cassidy we got the same mindset there brother uh, really glad you enjoyed it though and obviously that was uh, uh, deeply personal to you as well so I'm I'm, I'm glad that, that that worked for you uh, Kevin Her sister Cassidy's one of those ambiguous names they, yes. they. they're great Uh, Kevin said, "Uh, this Daylight Savings Time stuff is messing with me. I keep missing the show. I really liked Tyson on commentary. It felt like he cared about the product, just like Rick Ross on Wednesday. Accusations!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Accusations! Accusations! So
1: funny. Uh, The BCC intro yesterday with Pete and Luke being white AF was so funny. Hey man, I knew who Rick Ross was. I've listened to his music. I'm not that white, alright? He's the biggest boss. Yeah. Shout out to all the pair.
3: He was so funny on
1: Dynamite. He, I he loved was. him on Dynamite.
3: Yeah, it should bring
2: accusations. Back. This should bring him back. It's so funny. Shout
3: out to the one guy in the comments of that podcast being like, "Look at these three British guys talking about rap." Three. Yeah, Free. This British guy. Yeah, You uh, can tell by my accent. Yeah, Absolutely. British yeah.
1: Columbia right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mayor of Painsville Dan said, Hello Pete Satin Tempest. Love you lots. Hopefully all is well. support your changes. People didn't realize how hard you've been grinding for a very long time. You're pretty inspirational. Also, everyone go watch Survival Series. It's good. I yes, agree. It's really Thank good. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. For the, that bit and that bit. Go watch Survival Series. Mr. Higglesby has uh, come in to say time to spread some love. Tempest, love the survival series episode and brain uh, you bring to the Talk crew. Sat, your positive energy always makes me smile. Pete, you and Luke have done a fantastic job with Monday Night War. Thank you so much, Thank Mr. You, Higglesby. Hate you in the game though. Mr. Higglesby can suck my ass in the game, not the person. My mother, he said the A double crooked letter. I did say that, you're right. Uh, and dark and weird has become a memberg. Thank Woo. you. So, that was so in time. Well done, everyone. Clap perfectly in Thank sync. You. The first uh, one was better. The first one was so much better. Uh, I believe that might be it for the Ultra Chats. No, there's one, no, more. There's one more. Kid Phantom V3 said, uh, back from Content Club Talk, I think best thing with the titles would be, and we all know Trips loves making belts, for them to actually combine the UWU title as one belt uh, uh, for and winner of Rumble versus King of the Ring winner for the new WWE Championship. Whoa, that was a lot. So, the winner of the Rumble and the winner of the King of the Ring fight for the WWE
3: Championship, and Roman's belt just becomes the Universal title again. I hate that. Yeah. For the sole reason that they would kill the lineage of the WWE Championship. Yes. You can't do that. Never
2: do that. It's the oldest title, one of the oldest titles. Or would they
1: just go Roman Reigns and then the new one would just be the lineage? Like they would just not listen, no New that Japan, sucks. New Japan yeah, already did that with the heavyweight
2: title, which the killed in lineage, which went back to Antonio Inoki. Yeah. Let's not yeah, do that. Let's that. Not. Yeah, yeah, let's not do
1: that. Lineages it. make things cooler. Amen they do. to that. They do. So when you go into stuff when you try to say name every WWE champion, you, you can do like a show about it or yeah. something. Go watch survival series. Amen. Um all right. Uh that is everything. We've overrun. Sorry. It's a three-man booth. We're getting used to it. Uh, we've got live reactions for Crown Jewel starting in like 35 minutes. <laughs> it's going to be Tempest defending his jam that championship against Oli Davis.
3: Yeah. Come so watch. It's a charity stream. It is. Sir, uh, Sammy for Syria. Sammy for Syria. We um, don't have to like Saudi Arabia, but you can like charity.
1: Yeah, like charity. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Really do really appreciate it. We'll be back with the three-man booth next week as well. Get used to it for a little bit, and then it'll be two-man booth. Yay! Excitement. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for watching. If you haven't already, like and subscribe to the channel. And stick around for those Crown Jewel live reactions starting in about half an hour, just over. Uh, so yeah, subscribe and then we'll have a podcast review of uh, Crown Jewel tomorrow as well. Thank you so much for watching. I've been Chumbo Pete Quinnell. I've been joined by Sat E. Niangie and Tempest, your Jam That Champion, Cruzumina Champion, and that bitch.
3: Uh, Jet throw up an uh, L.
1: Je- uh, this one? Yeah. Yeah. L-I-W. L-I- I-
3: double-
1: L-I-W. 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 Uh, p- 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 p-
3: bye
2: hi